what is she doing in this movie? Like, did is she broke? Like, what happened? Does oh, someone yeah. have something on her? Does she need help? No, look. How Judy, did she get coerced into being in this movie? Judy Dench can do whatever the f- she wants, and nobody's going to say shit about it. So when they call her and go, do you want to be a, a, a fairy commander in Artemis Fowl? She goes, that sounds like a good time. People are going to go, she's Judy Dench. Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit the hit that subscribe button. Go check out our website at whatsourverdict.com, where you can vote for what movie we're going to review next. Sign up for our exclusive content. Uh, today, we are reviewing the new Disney Plus release, Artemis Fowl was released on May 29th of this year. It was directed by Kenneth Branagh. The screenplay was written by Connor McPherson, and it's based on the book series by Ian Colfer. It starred Ferdia Shah, Lauren McDonald, Josh Gad, Colin Farrell, and Judy Dench. So let's just jump right in with a spoiler-free review. Javier, why don't you get us started? Um, okay, spoiler-free review. It had a surprisingly good cast with like Josh Gad and Judy Dench and that one dude from Game of Thrones. Um with a surprisingly good cast, it was surprisingly bad. <laughs> I didn't think fantasy movies could be worse than Harry Potter movies, but you know, I'm wrong, and I'm I'm big enough to admit that. Man, I am waiting for a fandom besides wow. Jurassic Park that Javier does not offend. He's offended Star Wars. He's offended now. Harry Potter. I'm trying to think of the other Marvel. He's got Marvel in his back pocket. Wow. I, I'm just yeah. And he likes I'm, White House Down. He's got that going for it. Oh, yeah. He, he hates Westworld. He's got yeah. He, <laughs> it's, it's just brutalizing all of the major fandomoniums. I just there. have really high standards for my movies, and you know. But Artemis you can't Fowl, say that because you made it. Up. Didn't match you can't up, say that. You, know? you cannot say that. I just hey, look, you guys can oh come at me God. all you want. I'm just saying that it just didn't make the cut. You know, White House Down is at the high, upper echelon of your movies. You can't say that you have it's high standards. It's in standard. the upper echelon of movies. Period. Not my movies. Just movies. No. Mathematically, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so we know Javier doesn't like it. Ian, tell us what you thought. I thought that it's a really great movie if you want to hear some Irish accents. <laughs> if you go into it with that mindset, you won't be disappointed. If you go into it with the mindset of wanting to watch a movie that makes some sense and is enjoyable, it's not going to be as... Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a letdown because I was I didn't realize it was the same. It didn't fit the uh, anyways. That's spoiler territory. I won't go there. <laughs> good call. Good call. All right. Uh, Matson. Yeah. So read these books. Don't remember a lot about them. But like it was said before, great cast. But really, man, if you want to see kids act like kids, adults act like kids, gruff voices, high pitch voices weird ears if you want to see some good cgi but also just really be confused the whole time and wondering is there more to a movie watch this movie uh, but if that's I, your thing just watch white house down 
Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Javier, I'll go. I would much rather watch White House Down than watch this movie again. Yeah, oh, of course. A million times over. It's a no-brainer. And I will go out on a limb. Okay, it's not even a limb. I will go out and just say that I would not watch White House Down before I watch this movie again. Yeah, wow. I'm about to lose all respect for you as you defend this movie because. I, well, hold on. I didn't say I was going to defend it. I'm just saying White House Down is hot garbage. <laughs> So <laughs> to say that I would watch this movie, that movie over almost anything is wrong. I, yeah. it's, the movie's trash. Um, you have I'm to, th- you have to draw a line somewhere, JJ, and this has to be the line or you cannot be a movie critic anymore. Well, I'm, I'm not just a gonna, movie critic. That's I'm, the beauty of what we do. I'm, I'm not just going to strip you of that. You know, I just, no, I can't even, I can't even write out. You of know, all, I, what movie of, did Javier say he'd rather watch or rather drink bleach than watch it? I don't remember which one that was. I think it's the majority of the movies we've watched. So that's the problem. (laughs) I think it was uh, Parasite. Was it Parasite? It could have been Parasite. Or was it Scoob? Sorry, continue, JJ. I interrupt. No, you're good. I get it. I, you know, but you can't strip me of being a critic, period. You're. Your top level movie is Jurassic Park. (laughs) Uh, That's everyone's top level movie. Oh, it should be. Dude, it was a the top grossing movie until Titanic came along. So mathematically speaking, JJ, you're wrong. Here's a question oh, for Javier. Yeah. Do you hate or dislike hate Lord of the Rings? This, the franchise. Oh, no. there? I love Lord of the Rings. That's one I can get behind. Lord of the Rings. There we go. Oh, That's the only God. one I know of that Javier is now behind. We have one fandom. The problem is, is most of that fandom is a, a, a member of another fandom. That's a whole nother. We could start a whole <laughs> podcast just talking about this shit. I should probably talk about the fact that I I didn't sit here and say that this was a fantastically wonderful movie that needs to get awards and shit, but it was entertaining. I had fun watching this movie. JJ, I, I had to ask, while you were watching this, were you hungry? No, actually, I wasn't hungry at all. How high were you? I wasn't high at all. Even remotely enjoyable. Surprisingly (laughs) enough, I wasn't high for this movie. All right. Well, now that we've got through our spoiler free, might as well jump into you. Tell us what was entertaining about this movie. I'm I'm listening. I have my elf ears on. Look, man, I laughed during this movie quite a bit. Like there was there were part there were one liners throughout this movie. Like, Did you laugh at the David Bowie thing? Please tell no, me. No, I laugh didn't at laugh David at the David Bowie, Bowie thing. <laughs> no, I, I have a I, I have a deep affection for David Bowie. So I was like, mm, look, I love Judy Dench, but she's not David Bowie. There's there's a very distinct line there. So and I enjoyed Judy Dench character. It was hilarious for me to watch this old lady who I've always watched be very soft spoken. Very firm, but soft spoken. Have this gruff, gravelly voice. I I enjoyed that. So for me, it was entertaining. Like, okay, so let me grab one of these. One first of all, I hate. I did hate Josh Gad's gravelly voice. I love Josh Gad, but he needed to let go of that gravelly voice. It was really odd, and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, if his character had Olaf's voice, I might. That would that would come up an entire grade point for me. Sure, I think it would have been more funny if he had had. But the problem was, is they were going off the books because I did. I went back and read some synopsis on the characters through the book to see, you know, how they played him, things like that. And so that was his. That character had a deep, gravelly voice. All of the dwarves in the book series. That I makes guess, sense because he eats dirt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they eat all sorts of shit. But and apparently, it comes out the other end. Got a nice big more of that if you want to explosively. Yeah. Could have done oh without gosh. that, but but I guess it's you know he was they're technically giant people sized worms. 
so like so when she like seriously and it was all there was a lot of cheesy lines like when she was telling the guy get the four leaf clover out of here i giggled because all i could think of was what a clever way to say fuck off (laughs) i I liked that i liked the line where he says most humans are afraid of gluten what do you think they do with goblins these i thought they were stupidly funny it was a bunch of dad jokes it was designed for kids to have a good time and i enjoyed the shit out of this movie like i really had fun watching this movie is it a great movie no there's some terrible writing in it there's some really awkward visuals the the cgi is either really beautiful or it's terrible there was no in between with it and so there was a lot of flaws in this movie but for what it was a kid's movie based off a bunch of kids books i thought the shit was entertaining i liked the smugness of the kid i i liked it I think they could have done more for. Dude, I, he was a pompous ass. I know, but apparently, in reading these, in reading the synopsis of the character in the books, he's an ass. He's he's a next level genius intellect at twelve. And hey, I don't care who you are, that yeah. smart of an individual always are, are have a little bit of a dick in them. So I've heard that the problem with Artemis Fowl Junior. In this movie versus the books, which disclaimer, I haven't read the books because I'm not eight years old, (laughs) but I've heard that in the books, he is a like legit criminal mastermind. Like he is a genius, Mm -hmm. but in the movie, he's just kind of a dick who's good at school. And I think that was like a disappointing rendition of him, uh, which I can, you know, I can understand. Sure, I can get that. Like, if I read the book, and I, this is one of the reasons I'm glad I didn't read this book. I'm sure if I read these books when they came out, I wouldn't enjoy this movie as much. And I, I, I think that's true of most books. We've had that this conversation on the podcast before. There's been movies where we watched that I read the books, and I'm like, ah, this fucking sucks. Because books are usually better than a movie. It's because they can do more. Except Lord of the Rings. I still like the books better. Yeah, I've heard that too. I haven't read the books though because it's like reading the Bible and I haven't read that either. <laughs> oh, The Hobbit is better than the movies, the book, but I would read a different movie. But See, see and I flip-flop those because The Hobbit was re- written as a children's book mm-hmm. and it reads as a children's book. It's very simple. It skips over a lot of depth of plot. They just mention shit that you have to go into the, the glossary in the back of the Lord of the Rings to oh, read about all the shit. Hobbit movies were terrible. I didn't hate him. I hated the additional shit, but I, I don't think it should have been part of the Hobbit. That's a fuck. Anyways, why are we talking about the goddamn Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit again? I wanted to ask, did, did did Judy Dench's character Commander Root get Root throat punched by James Bond before this movie? That's what I want to know because her voice. Did you? I don't know how you enjoyed that. I just, dude, it killed what, me. What is she doing in this movie? Like, did is she broke? Like, what happened? Does oh, someone yeah. have something on her? Does she need help? No, look. How did she get coerced into being in this movie? Judy Dench can do whatever the fuck she wants, and nobody's going to say shit about it. So when they call her and go, do you want to be a a fairy commander in Artemis Fowl? She goes, that sounds like a good fucking time. People are going to go, she's Judy Dench, because that's what I do. Does she have a little more class? Have some standards? Man, she brought this movie up, dude. I enjoyed her She took this movie down. She was absolutely terrible. She had no no emotion. I know she's supposed to be hard to the bone. That's what her character is supposed to be. But goodness, it just annoyed me. Yeah, but she showed emotion. Like, I don't understand the whole no emotion thing. She showed a lot of emotion. She went out of her limb. She broke rules. She went against the directorate to try to save the little fairy girl, Holly. And like, she shows that emotion. Yeah, she's a hardened character. She's 800 years old. But 
I thought she showed a lot of emotion, and I thought Judy Dench played that emotion pretty well. In fact, I think she showed, as far as acting chops go, played the most emotion, with the exception of the butler. Because I love that actor. He's he was in a TV show called Dracula that was only on for one season. The show was terrible, but he was amazing in it. So I, I enjoy that actor. That so. guy had cool eyes, but he also shot a fairy that's like super fast with that tranquilizer gun and pretty good shot. Yeah. I mean, he missed the first time, so he was ready the second. I was trying to come up with <laughs> things I want to say about this movie. I have a problem with this movie in that it all felt so rushed. I don't know what it was about the movie, but it constantly felt like everything was being rushed through, whether it was the scene changes, whether it was the actors and like even just just the dialogue felt like it was being rushed and cut short and like moved along faster and faster to the point where it was like uncomfortable to watch the movie. But even like the character development, like he kidnaps this fairy and then the next scene he's like can i trust you and he like whips off his sunglasses like, yeah they're like no best yeah you kidnapped her you can't trust her you more i thought you were supposed to be a genius what is wrong with you well, the same thing like with the dwarf like he tunnels in finds a treasure and just hands it over and it's like wait why why is he joining artemis Fowl? like what <laughs> it just, yeah what's the motivation it just happens <laughs> I mean, I could be an evil genius if all my plans went like that smooth too. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the chicken before chicken and the egg. You got to be that much of a genius to get your plans to be that smooth. Yeah, but if people just do what you want, like without any real reason behind it, like, yeah, sure. I'll be a genius. I mean, technically he had a reason though, because he had like an 800 year sentence that they were going to knock like 65 years off. And I realized they lived for a long damn time. But if you think about that for a minute, he knows that if he's with Artemis Fowl, he's got a better chance than being in jail. So that was his motivation. But what about Holly's? Like Holly's just like, yeah, sure, I'll trust you. Well, enemy, <laughs> enemy, enemy of my enemy is what I look at that for. No, I don't disagree with you. I, I agree that there was rush. In fact, I was going to say, but I was waiting to get crucified for it. They could have added 30 minutes to this movie to me and brought in some additional character development behind the storyline and where they're going. And I think it would have been a better movie because I do agree. Could you guys imagine if this movie was 30 minutes longer? I don't know if I could have survived for 30 minutes longer. I'd just give it up. If it helps, JJ, I had the same thought, but I, I don't think the extra time would have saved it. See, and I think some what you guys are talking about is all character development, right? At least when it comes to the rushing of the movie. Now, I get you guys have personal opinions on Judy Dench and all that, and you didn't like what she was doing. But when it comes to the character development and why characters made decisions that are complex decisions that we just go, oh, what the fuck? Uh, extra time with that development helps that, right? No matter what yeah. you do, if it's done well then you know it helps that and it erases some of those questions and concerns but sure that logic could work like i don't think sure i mean it could work if this was a borderline good movie <laughs> but <laughs> wasn't also didn't care for the like constant narration throughout the movie I don't yeah know i didn't like that either he, yeah because like he explained stuff that we were watching yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at it right now i don't need you to narrate it yeah, it, I I didn't like I didn't love the narration, and I I think for me the part reason I didn't like the narration is because I was like God, Josh Gad should just talk like Josh Gad and not do this gravelly voice, and then I think I wouldn't mind it as much. But I don't like most movies. I don't like I shouldn't say most movies. I don't like that much when you have to explain that much shit in your movie. I don't like that. And again, that could have been taken away 
had they added a little extra time in the beginning and then in the middle to some of these character developments, the relationship between his dad and kind of show some of the, maybe show the whole Holly's dad meeting with Artemis senior, giving him the whatever. So that I think that could have added some value. Aculus. Yeah. Do you want to be impressed with me for a second? Sure. Do That's you know, a dangerous question. Do you know where I recognize I think it's Colin Farrell, right? It's the yeah, dad. Yeah. Do you know where I recognize him from? What movie I recognize him from? What's that? In Bruges. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't really know any of his other movies, but that one. And that's did, a wonderful movie. It is a wonderful movie. I wow, I almost feel like we need to do this movie so that you and I can agree on something. Oh yeah. I would still be down to watch in Bruges. Because <laughs> in Bruges is an amazing movie. Are you uh, are you impressed with me? I am impressed. Impressed <laughs> and, and and kind of shocked. I, I, I almost speechless. Yes! <laughs> yeah, that's that's impressive. Javier, high class over here. I know. It it actually is kind of a high class movie. It is a it is a very interesting good movie. movie. Very, very Continue. good movie. I remember Colin Farrell from Fantastic Beast 2. Not a very good movie. Yeah, I never saw any of those. I've, yeah, I've never I seen either. never seen a single Harry Potter anything. Oh, dude, save yourself, man. They I've, are they're... I've never read it, never seen it, never will. So the book so like the books are bad, and you know how movies are always worse than the books. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know about. Have you read all the books, Javier? I've read books one through four. And people have the audacity to tell me that I need to finish this series because it gets good. I'm like, if it doesn't get good by book four, it's not worth reading, guys. Nah. Yeah, I think you're missing out, but I'm not a huge Harry Potter defender. I like them. 27, relatively successful. I've done fine (laughs) without Harry Potter so far. Yeah. Same here. (laughs) I don't get it. Never have, never will. I, like I said, I've never read a single page and I won't. So can we talk about the visuals of this movie? Because like I said, there were two things. There was one, and I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like one of the ships taking off when you first see the fairy world. And I was like, oh God, that CGI is terrible. I really hope that's not what we're in for for the whole movie. And then they did this time stop shit in Italy. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking cool. It that looked so dope. cool, that dome, and then everything's frozen. And oh, I thought that. And then the big one around the house was even cooler. Like, I was like, this is sick with the boat and stopping midair. So explain this to me, though. When they time stopped Artemis's house, why didn't they freeze him? Because she wanted to interrogate him. She needed to talk to him. And they had the other fairy in the middle. Why not just freeze all of them, grab him, unfreeze him, and then talk to him? It's because he had sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I had a really big problem with that. I was like, they're so technologically advanced and this isn't solvable. I know they need to make him look as like a mastermind, but the way they portrayed that, it just... Because what they did in Italy and froze everyone and did all that, I was like, well, why wouldn't they be doing something just the same to Artemis? So to me, I, my comparison point with, within the movie didn't make sense. There there are rules. And this is another thing I wish they dived into. There are rules as to entering human homes for the fairies. So okay. like vampires. They, kind of. And, that, there are, and it's not necessarily like they can't enter without permission. It's more that if they enter without permission, there's only certain things that they can do. It's part of the treaties that were created. Um, I, I read this in a back in the, when I did the, and again, this is something that should have been discussed to make sense. They tried to show it with the couple of like, where yeah. he invited them in because if they're invited, 
like they have to follow the rules of the humans or something like that. I don't, I just skimmed it. It really worked. And so they tried to show that there were rules. And I think that's, they expected you to kind of speculate that, but I, I agree. They should have talked more about the rules behind the interactions between the two worlds. They had mulch diggums. He could have narrated that whole rule scenario. True. Like, or they could have spent less time leading up to his like prison rape and more time yeah. explaining <laughs> these treaties. And I think that would have been a more responsible way to handle this movie. <laughs> Why do you have to hey, take dude. it to the extreme every time? Goblin, goblins are BA, man. <laughs> Fireproof can make fire. Just that, I mean. Shit was pretty funny, oh, though, when he plugged his goddamn his nose. Ugly. <laughs> I was like, get him. That shit was great. I will say the one part that made me laugh was when uh, Diggums pickpockets the gun. He's looking for it, and then all of a sudden he pulls it out and hands it over. I'm going to need my gun. <laughs> what the hell? That was pretty good. I liked, I, yeah, I thought his character, other than his voice, was pretty funny. Like I, I enjoyed it. What probably didn't work for me the most is if this is the first one of what is to be a few movies at least the world building that they showed us in this just to me fell flat on its face where there was much more they could have developed the rules the well why are the fairies in this circumstance why is humanity this way they tried to gloss over it a little bit but it didn't work enough to set the stage of why this oculus is so important why his father's a part of this and i I thought for those that actually remember the books, they're going to be pissed off because the world building where I equate this to like Aragon, the books that I loved and the movie came out and just totally trashed it. I felt the same for the people that probably like these books where there just wasn't enough there to build what they were trying to build. I have a question for everybody about the Oculus too, because my understanding of the plot is the Oculus is this, you know, big, powerful, magical thing for the fairies and to protect them. This Beechwood character gave it to Artemis Fowl Sr., who hid it away, right? And so at the end of this movie, they just give it back to the fairies, but all the bad guys are still out there. It's still... Like, Ooh, it- I've got an answer for this one, I think. JJ, let, right. me, let me take this one off your hands. Mm-hmm. So when uh, Artemis Fowl Sr. handed it back over to Officer Short, he handed over a list of connections that opal the evil fairy had and so they went around and arrested all of you know her acquaintances or her you know fellow evil fairies and because they were arrested there are now no more bad fairies and we're safe again (laughs) okay so it's 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 perfectly i don't think they're arrested yet they're going after them yeah you're close Uh, but you you went all the way to the end of the book series apparently no but yes that is they're not arrested yet we just know who they are so therefore they are safe now and that's what the commander carries that list in his jacket at all times just in case he needs to give it to holly short you know when he's going to be kidnapped and it's this paper list that's apparently very durable. So I, I was. It was a well, pyramid. That's why he left thing. in the first place was to go hunt those people down, he, and then yes. he got captured. He was going to hunt them to, oh, and investigate yeah. them and get proof because the whole. And again, an extra half an hour with a little more backstory would have done a lot for this movie because that is what he was going to do. Was to he was traveling and he was he's been stealing all these artifacts and that's I guess when you read the books like that's he steals these magical items that either humans or fairies are trying to use. And he was aware and Holly's dad, Beechwood was aware of 
Opal's plan and all of the people that she was working with. And they were the only ones that were aware and nobody else would believe Beachwood. That's why they thought that he betrayed them, the whole, or at least the one guy. And so once they knew who it was, they knew how to protect it and what to look out for. Up until that point, it was vulnerable because nobody knew that Opal was out there after it. But now they know. So yeah, now they know. So now they can protect it better, which is why they let it. Bad. They know Which, someone's coming you know, for it, so they take extra precautions. It. So the why didn't line. they just tell him that Opal was coming for it? Well, they tr- he tried. Beachwood tried. Oh. Beachwood still confused. They could have shown that. That probably would have helped reinforce that. And again, I like I said, that was something that they should have added. But that was Beachwood got. They were coming after him. He got killed by Opal protecting it. But he tried to explain, and everybody thought that he was betraying them, and he took it to get his own power but it wasn't for that and there's a i guess there's a whole bunch of that that comes out throughout the series as to how that all happened and so it's one of those things where they've they've undertaken a huge i think there's like 12 books in the series like it's a monstrous series of stories and so it's one of those things where you're an intro movie they should have done better with like mattson says the world building and then grown from there even if it was less actiony and story and more just hey we're gonna do this let's do it right i think it could have been better but like i said i i was entertained and i, I told you guys it might have been because i've been in freaking last of us two mode for the last three days so something that lighthearted and entertaining was good for me but i just i found it funny like and entertaining and i i didn't go into it i knew in fact i went into it thinking it was going to be one of the worst movies i've ever seen because everybody was talking so bad about it and then i was sitting there going I, this isn't that bad i mean it's not great it's not something i would sit and go yeah let's go watch artemis foul because it's amazing and i gotta see what else i missed but i didn't think it was like the worst thing i've ever seen that's for sure mattson i have a question for you for someone who's read the books who is Juliet, and why was she even in this movie because i have to preface i don't remember anything about the books i read them i don't know 15 years ago okay i'll Eight, open it up 18 years group. ago because all she did was beat up Dom and then make Artemis a sandwich, which <laughs> JJ, get ready to edit me out. Good point. Insulting for women and black people. And she was both. So I, yeah, I don't know what her, I, like I said, I didn't even find anything character wise on it. Cause I wasn't interested. So I have no idea what her character arc is in the books. Yeah. I don't remember it all, but they completely, if she had a big role, she didn't in this movie. No. Yeah, she like hung from a chandelier. And then what happened to her? Where'd she go after that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you see her at the end, like when they're somehow they're going out to the helicopter or something. And she's like, you see her face, but like that's it. That's the last time you see her. And that was the first time you'd seen her in a minute. So obviously that was a wasted the most, character. The least secure, visually looking secure prison that I've ever seen. They just roll up in a helicopter and... They take them away. Mulch dig them, that is. Get just regular glass ceilings. <laughs> Come on, they were metal ceilings. I wasn't expecting them. I don't know. Yeah, they just cut open it or lifted it out. Because they looked cool. I was like, all right, MI6 or whatever it's called, out in the middle of nowhere. But you have a helicopter? Take them away. See ya. <laughs> no <laughs> big deal. I was like, that that was so easy. But the part, the funniest part for me, and someone will have to give me the actual joke. I remember they were there was some scene with the centaur, the scientist, and someone said the extent of like, I wonder what his parents looked like or something. I don't remember the exact phrase of that, but that one made me laugh because it's a weird image. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was Josh Gad's character, and he and he was looking at him, and he's or he's talking to him over the radio when he had the eyes thing in, and he's like, "So, what were your parents like, <laughs> or something like that?" Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, there were either some really good one-liners or some of them missed really bad. Like there were some that I was like, "Oh God, what?" If you're a kid, are you going to be entertained by this? Probably. And I'm not sure what that says about kids today. Maybe we all need to pray for them. But if you're babysitting kids that are watching this movie and you're expected to be in the same room as them, probably want to open Instagram, Facebook, maybe even resort to reading or something. That's better than this movie. Or you can just go check out our webpage and vote for the next movie. Hey, give us move, sign up for our email listen to list a and... podcast about a movie you actually like. That works too. Shame don't listen plug people. to this podcast. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you've listened to this podcast before you babysit. That's, that's you the go. difference. I did laugh too, and this one was really stupid. But did you guys notice the the code for the helicopter at the end? No. It was E L dash F M N one. Elfman one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> See, it's those God. little things that like made me fucking giggle. Like, I was like, that's Makes funny. It so shit. much worse. <laughs> Elfman won. I liked it. All right. I could see by the looks on your faces staring at me with bewilderment and utter disdain that we are ready to rate this movie. <laughs> JJ, you need, you need to kick us off. Kick you off? One or the other. Kick us off or anchor it. Oh, I could start. I'm not I'm not afraid to start. I'll go back to it. Look, this is far from a perfect movie. It's a children's movie. It's meant for little kids' attention span, which is why they're okay cutting and rushing through everything. I don't think this was ever intended for a purely adult audience. Maybe a young, like a teenage young teenager, early, you know, tweens, whatever the hell you want to call them, movie. But at that point, dude, we've already talked about that from the last time we talked when we did Scoob. Like 13-second clips or whatever the hell it is, they don't have attention span for shit, so they have to move forward. But as far as make me laugh funny, it's it's 90 minutes, and it's it's barely 90 minutes. I mean, it, it cuts off right at 90 minutes. So once you get the actual movie itself, once you get past the opening sequence, I think is like 78 minutes or some shit. So it's not long. It's not hard to watch if you're not looking at it from a looking for a great movie it's quick. It's fast. It's got some entertaining parts. It's got some really bad parts, but overall, it's not. Again, it's not the worst movie to ever see. Would I watch it again? Not purposefully. I mean, again, if my niece was over, my nephew was over, they wanted to watch it, I'd probably turn it on and let them watch it and hang out with them and laugh at the funny parts that I found. Um, as far as the rating goes, I'll give it a two. I didn't mind it, but I didn't. It wasn't fantastic movie, but it was entertaining for what it was. Uh, well, Matt, so why don't you go next? Shoot, if. If a two is you didn't mind this movie, <laughs> I'm trying. Oh man, um, it's gonna go back to what I said earlier. Look, I I have nieces and nephews, and as Jay just said, if they came over and wanted to watch this movie, I'm not gonna be as nice. I'm gonna say, let's watch something else. Let's. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of movies out there that are better than this movie, and I'm gonna find one. I'd probably watch. I don't even know if I'd watch Scoob over. I'd watch Scoob probably over this. Oof. I don't know. <laughs> ah, man, this movie was bad. I was sitting on my couch and I resorted to looking out my window to see how many people had parked in my the park parking lot just because I needed something to get me going. That's desperate. And I wouldn't have watched this movie 
for the sake of the podcast. My father-in-law, Gary, who will be listening to this episode, was this one was for you. Gary, we need a better request next time because this movie <laughs> sucked. It sucked hard. And I will never watch this movie again. I will never go back to the books. And Kenneth Branagh, I like you as an actor. Apparently, you've directed some really good stuff before. But man, this was a dud. And you need to make up for it. So I'm giving this movie a 0.5. And I'm not watching it again. This movie sucked. Wait, we can go below a 1? Yeah, you can go all the way to a zero, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> Change the whole rating system. Only, only by only you can go zero point five one. You can't go like point two five. We 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 go half points. Believe me, I almost gave White House down a zero, so we can go to zero. Wow. And I don't say that to be shitty. I say that in all seriousness. You keep trying to hurt my feelings, JJ, but I am a lock. <laughs> I mean, a vault. What? What am I saying? <laughs> I don't know. But why don't you tell us uh, your rating on this movie out here? My rating on this movie. Okay. I am going to give this, uh, you know, it's really hard to follow up such a scathing review from <laughs> Madsen. Uh, so I'm going to give this also a 0.5 because that's news to me that I could do that. I feel like we need to go back and rate some other movies. <laughs> I'm going to give this 0.5 because. It was not good. The dialogue was really bad. And the actors apparently don't respect themselves or their their craft because there's no way that they would be found dead in this movie if they did. I also didn't read the book, so there's no like nostalgia factor there for me. It all was pretty terrible. Oh, Ian, ask me the question. Ask me yeah, the thing. I've been waiting to waiting to ask you. This is the moment. What would you rather do, Javier, than watch this movie again? I was thinking about this as I was watching it, Ian. I was thinking about you. And I would rather be hung upside down by my big toes and cut from my butt to my nose in half with a saw. <laughs> That's, That's fucking really extreme. <laughs> uh, Is that better or worse than drinking bleach? Worse, way worse. I would imagine. I don't know. I've never done that. That sounds one. way worse. I don't know. It sounds like something that you find in saw. All I know wow. is at some point that saw has got to go through your junk. So that makes it pretty damn bad to me. Like, like yeah, very yeah. quickly. Right. Yeah. Hey, you better help you have junk down. like James Bond. Junk of steel. Yeah. A little to the left. Yeah. Right. You're going to be the guy. <laughs> you died scratching my balls. All right. <laughs> Ian, bring us home. Well, I think. Anything like I don't think I could say anything worse about this movie than has already been said. So I'm going to keep mine kind of short and just say a point five as well. And then I won't watch this movie. It felt super rushed. It was just it was awful. And if you want more details, see Javier Matson's reviews before this. <laughs> and I love this it. is by far our lowest rated movie yeah. Of all time. That's because Javier didn't know we could go lower than one. Oh, I would have tanked the shit out of some movies, dude. I thought it was a scale of one to five, not zero to five. Javier, I'm time. looking at. I don't I'm think you've ever at, even given a one, have you? I know, but I, I thought that was the lowest we could go. So I, you know, I gave it a little bit of a buffer, thinking that ah, I, you know, like to account for the fact that the bottom of the scale is one. But if the bottom of the scale was zero, I would have given a lot of things at one point five, up to and including the town. 
There it is. Oh my gosh. That's the I think that's the only thing you would have done it to because I'm looking back at the rest of your ratings and I don't think yeah, everything else you I would have given I, Scoob I a one point five. Wait, what did I give Scoob? Wait, what did you give I was Scoob? Say, I'm pretty sure you gave Scoob a one point five. Yeah, I Scoob you a, did you gave it a one point five. Yeah, I would have given a point five. Man, everything's all skewed now. Nah. You probably you did this on purpose. Just follow your heart, Javier. Now your heart, can, <laughs> your heart can tell you to rate below a one. Can't go yeah. wrong if you follow your My heart. My heart did tell me, and I ignored it so many times. Never again. <laughs> oh, I think I would watch good. Scoob over this, though. I would watch Scoob The worst over this. movie we've rated. Jeez. This one does it. it rounding up gets it to a point nine. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this movie does not deserve to be rounded up, even mathematically speaking. <laughs> Whatever. It was brainless fun. It really was brainless. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that. And on that note, Ian, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Well, you can find us on wherever great, wonderful podcasts can be found. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Um, go ahead and follow on Spotify. Give us a five-star review or maybe not a five-star review if you're because apparently you can go below. One, you can you can go down to point five if you, you go to point five, <laughs> even zero. It sounds like we'd appreciate it if you didn't do that, though. Yeah, um, you can also find us on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. And if you have requests, want to talk to us, have some feedback about the podcast, go ahead and email us at What's Our Ver- or hosts at What's Our and finally, we've got a rocking website that's up. So if you want to go to www.whatsourverdict.com, you can check that out, vote on movies, see some of the previous podcasts, all kinds of good stuff. Absolutely. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate that. Don't forget to check out our sister podcast, What's Our Verdict TV. Where you can, we review TV shows like Witcher, Westworld. And uh, what was the other one we did, fellas? Oh, uh... Oh, Tiger King. We've done Tiger things like King, Tiger King yeah. and Waco. Waco, that's it. Waco. Oh, yes, I try. Waco. I try to erase erase Waco from my memory. So yeah, maybe we should <laughs> just take that one down. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> the first episode's really good. Yeah. So check us out. We appreciate you listening, and that's our verdict. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye now. Cinematic out. Bye.